I'm pulling you off the Collier case. What are you talking about? We still have half that neighborhood to canvas. That's going to have to wait. 10.37 a.m. Pacific Standard. The Federal Emergency Management Agency sent in a task force to the town of Granite Pass, Oregon. Population 273. Where there's been an outbreak of a lethal, highly contagious, and as yet unidentified virus. Airborne? Mm-hmm, yeah, likely. Man-made? Unknown. What we do know is, if you went to sleep in Granite Pass last night, chances are you're filling out a body bag this morning. There's only one resident the FEMA hasn't accounted for yet. Jean DeLynn Baker, age 30. Returnee 0188. Disappeared in 99. Divorce, no kids, psych profile, so she's a loner. Looks like things have been pretty grim for her since she got back. Hasn't been able to hold down a job. Unemployed four times in the last year. Mm -hmm. And now she's the only resident of Granite Pass, Oregon, who can't be accounted for. So we've got two possibilities. Either she's immune to this virus, in which case we could study her, look for cure. Or else, she's a carrier. Either way, your job is the same. Use whatever resources you need and find her. Right, y'all, welcome back to another installment of A Light in the Sky. This is the official, probably the only, <laughs> we say it every week, but I'm sure it's the only 4400 review show recap. Um, I am one of your esteemed hosts, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. And I have with me today, like I do every day, <laughs> go ahead, man. Hey everybody, it's Robert, the co-host of the um, best podcast, 4400, <laughs> on the internet. Yes, yes. Um, Alright y'all, uh, yeah, so it's us, we are your co-hosts for A Light in the Sky. Uh, we are in season two, knees deep into season two. This is episode eight, Carrier. Um, the description is, Tom and Diana investigate a 4400 who has released a plague that has wiped out an entire town's population. Bruh, give me some thoughts. Give me some thoughts. Uh, I mean, initial thoughts, it, you know, it, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're going back to the, um, I guess the format of, you know, investigating the, um, you know, 4,400. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, I guess you call it forty four hundred of the week. Yeah, uh, which is which is not bad. I mean, it's you know as long as you know it's interesting. Yeah, uh, it, it still works. So I I personally, I guess this was them. You know, after last the last episode, mm-hmm. they were like, let's kind of decompress, let's <laughs> decompress. Yeah, but yeah. But I mean, how about you? Um, I liked it, but it wasn't as good to me because last episode is my favorite. Like, last episode was so good. This one felt like a 4400 episode, but it just, it's hard to come back from that, that episode seven. I just, so, I'm not going to fault it for that, because it was a good episode, but, man, I'm still stuck in episode seven. Yeah. I can't. Um, You know, it's kind of, it kind of does a disservice to anything that comes after, like, immediately after. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you... <laughs> the Temptations performing the Apollo, and then right after that, you know the the I don't know the fucking Manhattans <laughs> come up and <laughs> they like fuck we gotta we gotta follow that up so um, yeah we're like we're like what Tupac and then Skilo um, <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, I like I like Skilo though. 
<laughs> no, I, I, but I enjoyed this episode. I, I did. Um, one thing I really like before we even get into it is that um, episode seven could have easily been like a good episode and then just move on to the next. But I feel like the things that happen in seven, albeit personal consequences, there are consequences that carry over. Um, in Tom's household that doesn't necessarily affect the uh, story of the week but it carried over nicely where I felt like it wasn't a throwaway episode so um, in that regard I really do probably like episode 8 more than I realize I do if that makes sense because it felt like 7 mattered and it wasn't this one off what if story where we were just dropping in a new character it felt like it had consequences and we see them play out. So, right. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that, that's a really good point. You know, mm -hmm. that was, uh, I think something I wanted to highlight or tackle when we got into the episodes, because those are, those are kind of the part, those are the parts of the episode that really stood out or were mm -hmm. kind of the best. Mm -hmm. Some of the best parts. Yeah. Oh, so, um, I mean, jumping right in, well, before that, of course, guys, make sure to use that hashtag AL4400, AL4400, when you're live tweeting this episode, when you have a question for us, a response, maybe a hot take or two, uh, AL4400. So, yeah, um, so we dive right in, and it's, seven was addressed right away, like, yeah. To catch you up to speed, if you missed this live, you know what's going on. Y'all met, spent eight years together, but in an alternate dimension. But here, it was but a second. And <laughs> Kyle, Tom, and Alana. Alana, right? Alana? I think it's Alana. Alana, yeah, Alana. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. It felt like a recap page in the comic book. It felt very drop you into the action it just it, i liked it i like this scene <laughs> yeah yeah they you know i'm trying to be the best way i like alana like she mm -hmm. in it and she's for a few reasons um but her and tom and it seems like tom is kind of a bit like mellow He's yeah. a little bit more chill and you know, I, I guess you say having a significant other can, you know, can can help with that, or sometimes it can drive you crazy. <laughs> or but um, but in this case, it, it's it, she's a really good fit, and mm -hmm. I and I like how they established, you know, that um, a Kyle is still having an issue with. Mm -hmm. He's not, not not so much an issue, but it's something that he is going to have to adjust to. Yeah. And but also love how like in this world the norm is now for him to talk, you know, to give an explanation of alternate realities. Yeah. And then they, and then they just nod their heads and say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was mistaken. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. like, oh. right. But, um, yeah, so I, I really, I like this scene also. I like the fact that they opened with this versus just going to intact or going to, you know, the, I guess the main plot A for this, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I just I really like Alana and um, Kyle. Like I'm liking them. Yeah. Yeah. I just because I feel like again this could have been cheap. You could have just like thrown her in and did a time jump and been like, oh, they know each other. But I don't know. This is just such a man. 
I I liked it. I liked that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you see it kind of when <clears throat> Tom starts talking about, I guess, alternate reality, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saying he's <laughs> in the medical school and neurology, mm-hmm. and and then Kyle starts getting. I put like he gets his feelings. Yeah, he feels that Tom want wanted that Kyle versus him and Kyle. Yeah. you know. And you know Thomas is like that's some bull-. he don't say that's some bullshit. <laughs> he <laughs> should have. You know, he's like I love you and you know just get out your feelings and eat that food or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. The other thing I liked about this is that apparently he likes Alan more. So that was yeah. That was big See, they're they're making me like Tom, like because I, I I understood where Kyle was coming from, but I was like, man, this is a whole nother like. I, I I get the initial like damn you know but it's like your dad ain't never Tom has forgotten your tuition <laughs> Tom has forgotten a bunch of stuff but he has never I feel made it seem like he didn't love his son like everything he's yeah. done has been for this boy so I was yeah. like man get, yeah like you said get out your damn feelings son so yeah yeah Whew, so I brought your new mama home. <laughs> right, and man, that's like, like I think a lot of kind of reminds me of Captain Theta Jones. And when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on her. So yeah. that's partly why I like a lot of her so much. But she just—I mean, I don't know what the circumstances were with her coming onto the show. Mm-hmm. But it, she just seems like a really solid fit. Sometimes you get people on shows, and they—you know—they can't. I, I, you know, I always think about sliders with certain, mm-hmm. you know, with certain actors and actresses that came on. But yeah, she just she just kind of fits, and like yeah. I said, heard that, and that's shown a lot with the, with the scenes with Kyle, with just you know the two of them. Um, so yeah, so anyways, but I, you know, a lot. I'm in. I'm hurting. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, same, same. <clears throat> um, so we get that nice family moment, but then it's like again, I feel like the roles have been reversed with Tom and Diana. Whereas in the beginning, it was him that was a bit, I don't want to say aggressive, but more work focused. And then when yeah. Diana acquired Maya, it's like you know she changed a bit. But uh, I don't know, maybe I'm reaching. But we get her in her intake office with the. Stalker? No. Um, co-worker in love? Uh, I don't know. I would say co-worker in love. I mean, you know, like I said, first season, there was, he was like, I think it was one line, he was like, I didn't do that for him. I did it for you. Yeah. Was, you know, yeah. They probably told him, the writers, hey, let's tell him, tell him down the stalker. That. Shit. Yes. God, yes. So, yeah. But yeah, they, but I, I think, Mm-hmm. I think he likes. He just likes her. Yeah, no, no, and he and he he did a really good job in the writing or whatever. This episode, he was not as creepy as before, and I like that he has a more prominent role. I'm hoping this carries on throughout. Um, I don't know how I feel about him as a character, but I do like seeing more of just um, anyone except for just Tom and Diana. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so she, so okay, so also Diana's going through law books apparently. Which the okay, this whole situation was weird to me. You couldn't have already had those law books in your office, so you went and got these books, brought them to your office, trying to use the information to combat your job to which houses your office about taking the diary from your daughter 
and then you discuss it outright with it. It was such a. I was like, this is weird. Yeah, it was one of those things where they probably. I understand what they were going for, but I could have easily have done with the scene of her on the line with a lawyer. Yeah. You know, because um, because in my mind, she actually checked those books out from Intact. Yeah. And she was just like, I'm going to use y'all stuff yeah. to get back at y'all. It was, just, you know, they. I, it, I guess they were just trying to show the urgency. Yeah, I get it, but it was you know, weird. She felt, you know, yeah, it was just, I was like, yeah, she, you know, you can't read law. Like, you, I understand you're like a, you know, she's a forensic scientist mm-hmm. uh, of, of the group, too. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can study law. <laughs> yeah. Find a, find a child. And then, you know, uh, even if you, like, I feel like you would know kind of where to look. Like, the way she was just pulling that book, so it was like, is this <laughs> animal law? Like, is this civil <laughs> rights law? Like, what are you, it's like she was just reading anything. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this sounds silly as hell, but yeah, um, I still enjoyed the scene, but I was like, man, Dan and nah, fam, this ain't, <laughs> this ain't it. Um, yeah, um, I will say, without spoiling the end, the solution they came up with, I've been thinking that since Intact found out about the diary. I was like, okay, why don't you just do this? Like, I was like, maybe yeah. it's me, maybe I'm crazy, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so that little flirting happens, and then we get back to Alana and uh, and Kyle, and again, like they're so uh, I want to say cute. That's not the word. They, I don't. I'm gonna just say, it, for lack of a better term, they're cute together. I I I get a parental cool stepmom. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, yeah, she she was a good fit. Um, and even the way she speaks to him, he was like, yeah, give me a few days before I call you mom. She was like, nah, you have a mom. I'm just trying to be your friend. And it was, uh, it was, just, yeah, it was good. It yeah, was she, good. Um, yeah, she was cool. And I, I do like the, he was, he said something, he said, give me, um, a few days to get used to you mm-hmm. know, the situation. Um, so that, yeah, like I said, it was just another interaction, I guess, after getting to yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And the other thing that I just thought about, it wasn't Tom coming to him and saying, hey, can you accept her? You know, hey, you know, mm-hmm. and normally that's kind of how it goes. And yeah. Just, like, no, nah, she's like, let me cut this off in the head. Yeah. Like, I'll raise this boy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I yeah, got you through medical school. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is such a weird, like, I'm, I'm, and I know they probably won't address this, but I'm thinking, yeah, her husband and son died in her original timeline, which I guess is the one we're in now. But with is there not a way that we're gonna bring them back up later, like to fuck with Tom, like when shit is going good and we won the war, like a last ditch attempt to bring those dead relatives back? Ah, yeah, I hope not. I mean, I would, I would hope not because you know they they explained that the whole intent was because Tom would need support for the mm-hmm. conflict or the trying times that were coming and they found the right one I mean so but whose side is what because I because I, I remember that that yeah. scene and then I'm like if the aliens enhanced you in this way for this reason was it to help Tom because you're gonna destroy the world and he's gonna need somebody or is it 
Like, whose side is she on? Not Alana, but Alana enhanced by these aliens. I was, I, I don't. Bro, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> you know, I, I think the answers will be answered later on as yeah. far as you know, where the allegiances lie. But mm-hmm. you know, right now, you know, he he just got the support apparently that he you know they felt he needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Yeah. So um, we get to the main story of the night in some random diner. In some random town in Midwest USA or flyover state USA, we get. I think they're Oregon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, Gene Baker, um, who disappeared October 27th of '99, has completely virused. Um, uh, I don't know a quiet place. Um, Pretty much killed everybody in this town. Um, I didn't really like this. I didn't like her. Um, like her, not not like the actress, but like the character and the story. I mean, I eventually got into it for sake of watching it, but I didn't like. I I didn't like it. There. So we. Yeah, there's going to be a scene that comes up later on, which kind of it. Yeah, I mean, she was all right, you know, but they've had other, um, I guess you could say 4,400s that have had, you know, been more, I guess, more impactful, yeah. I guess it, you know, would say. And, you know, she was definitely kind of going off for one shot. I, you know, it's, um, the, the scene with the truckers, the scene with the trucker and the one where she reads the Bible, yeah. the kind of, and they, and they really try to explain her rationale, her reasoning for going from point A to fucking point W. <laughs> uh, because I, I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just what the fuck? You know, but initially, the, the, the image of her standing in the midst of all of these dead bodies and this destruction and, you know, people are just dead. Yeah. You know, they are just dead. Even birds are dead. And I, you know, I thought that was kind of an effective I don't know if they call it like a cold open. Yeah. Um, the other question I had is this a wig? It has to be because I've never okay. seen a white woman's hair like that up close. <laughs> that was like, terrible. I know that's like super. I don't know that's superficial, but I was just like. No. Yes, that has to be a wig. It, okay. Okay. Because I was just like, this seems, something seems out of place. Yeah. Um, everything about her. Yeah. Everything. That's what it is. And this, this is bird box ass <laughs> town she was in. I. I mean, I know it's of the early 2000s, but seeing these people just, like, politely laid out in the street, I don't know. I was, it's like, what is this? These cars weren't even in accidents. Y'all just parked them odd. But I can forgive that. But, yeah, I didn't, yeah. Uh, no, there was, no, but I understand what you mean. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, they even were some, like, dead kids in there. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. Uh, there was a dead dog, too. I was most impressed with that dog. Like, you just lay there. <laughs> Got the dog to stand still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's standing in the midst of all this, um, I guess, carnage or whatever, and then she runs away. So that's that's how it opens before they jump into the credits. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me, tell me, did she just get back? Because with the nature of her powers and her being abducted at the time of the, sh- sh- like, 
live airing of this, when she showed up on camera, did she like, no, because she had been at home. I'm trying to figure out the timeline, because how long were you back that this is the first time your powers erupt like this? Or Well, there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good question, because the way that they, you know, if I, we'll just jump, to, I'll jump to that explanation. Um, this, is, this isn't me going into my thoughts about her, but mm-hmm. they tell Marco and I guess the geek squad or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. to investigate the house, and Marco finds, like, all of these, um... Like oh, the drugs, yeah. Yeah, for the drugs. So they said that he would, she said, he said borderline. Personality um, disorder. Yeah, personality disorder. So she was, you know, not saying that everybody's like, you know, the way they depict her is that she's already wound quite tight. So there's a good chance that since she's been back, there has been plenty of opportunities for her to lose her shit. Um, but the way that they're explaining it now, it's like these, their powers just manifest themselves okay. at this moment. So, yeah, I, I guess, I understand what you're saying, I mean, but one of the things that kind of I didn't get was like, if this is how she is day in and day out, then mm-hmm. she should have killed them people ten times over. Yeah. And so the only explanation I could give is that for some reason or whatever, her abilities were delayed. Okay. Until this, you know, until this episode, and I'm I'm fine with that. I was just like, what is going on? I I can accept that as yeah. reality and move forward, but it was just odd to me. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, uh, back to uh, chronological order. <laughs> so after the credits, um, we get now. I know I know this man, and it, do I know him from um, Desperate Housewives, or where do I know this man from? Um. um he oh god he was on the okay there was a show on Fox about the um they weren't a redneck family they it was just um oh um not Jim according to Jim not that um when you said that I can picture him but I can't remember the show but yeah, yeah. okay he was supposed he was dumb like he's He's one of those chameleon actors because mm-hmm. <laughs> I see I've seen him in a few things, but and he um they you know they go to the forty four hundred and you know there's a memorial not service but like set up and people stand around and everybody uh, the forty four hundred I guess attendees or the guys who work there uh, stand away from this limo and then this guy jump out GQ to his head yeah and he's like take me Sean New Jordan. Uh, <laughs> exactly the new Jordan. <laughs> the new Jordan. Yeah, and, uh, he has yeah. the best looking suit, like the best fitting suit as well. Like he, yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. Like especially compared to everyone else with their ill fitting jackets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, but then um, they and then cut inside. Sean is no longer looking Godfathered up. Right, he is looking like the teenager that he is, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get him. I, think, I guess it's his assistant trying to get him to sign paperwork, you know, and basically, you know, do all the stuff. And she's telling about appointments, and he's overwhelmed. Yeah, and this guy, I have his name down as Ross. Uh, he comes in and basically tells him, "I'm the dude that Jordan said if anything happens." Mm-hmm. 
he was a guy to step in and uh, he doesn't mention it until later. He he's a lobbyist. Yeah, uh, that's working with Jordan and Matthew DC. Ross. Mm-hmm. Matthew Ross. So yeah, yeah. They um, and so Sean is like, oh okay, well hey, this is another thing I had no no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Um, and the only before I forget the one thing that stands out is you know the guy comes in takes over and helps him out, but the other thing that stands out is that he. Sean starts talking about all these letters that they're getting from people who saw him trying mm-hmm. to buy Jordan. That combined with what he did with homeless people, homeless mm-hmm. kids. And the guy says, Jordan had a <laughs> stage, had planned on revealing your abilities and stages. And mm-hmm. I thought that was the smartest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan just had a plan for every damn thing. Yeah. Sean, Sean didn't fuck it up, but I mean, he was just being a Teenager. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it goes to show you. If you I mean, it's fine to have these plans, but shit, if you don't at least let on a little bit, you know, anything could happen. Um, yeah. Do, tell me this. Do you think that was out of character for Sean to be so frustrated with, like, all of the things that the assistant was telling him, or was that, like, on brand for him as a character? I think it's, I don't know if it, it's on brand now. I think it's on brand because, you know, it's not because he's a teenager. It's because this was Jordan's job. Okay. Jordan probably, he is Jordan now. Okay. Jordan probably had him helping out, but, you know, this is, everything's new to him. And in addition to that, he's still dealing with, you know, the fact, he, I mean, he says this, he's still, still dealing with the fact that um, Jordan, first of all, he died. Yeah. And his body disappeared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. some weird, there's some weird shit going on. He might even be walking around there essentially thinking that Jordan is haunting him. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But no, that, I think it's, I think it's on brand with, you know, the circumstances that have led him. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was intense. I did it. I enjoyed them. Um, I like that it's somebody new stepping in. Um, yeah, yeah. And he seems capable. Like, I've only seen him in this episode. But by the end, I kind of knew what was going on. But I didn't know for sure. So once the yeah. end hit, I was like, okay, yeah, he is the man for the job. And I felt good. Like, if, if nothing, the 4400 is good at introducing these main characters. Because between Alana and Matthew, I'm 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 okay with them. I'm good with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Let's see. So we go to Intact, and uh, we are um, talking about I don't know cleaning up messes and getting to work to figure out who shot and killed. Well, who shot Jr. J- Jr. <laughs> John F. Ken- oh, good lord! I'm tired. <laughs> I said, who shot Jr. Who's uh, Collier? Um, and I do like this feels very much like Law and Order SVU this whole scene like the camera angles the clothing the the way that they're going back like the, the, the conversation it feels very we got a perp he's from Bronx his mama lived in Queens he used to I don't know beat girls when they like he, it feels very much like a SVU scene and that's not a, a that's not a negative critique it was really good but um it felt like I was watching a different show to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I guess the basic gist of this is that they're still trying to find out who, you know, who killed Jordan and they don't want 
the FBI to be the ones to solve the case. And, yeah. And then that's the, I mean, that, that's basically it. And um, then we get to the, oh, I hate, already up front, my least favorite character. But, um. On the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Like, period. Like, I already, I and I knew this was going to come eventually. Like, I felt that, okay, we're going to, I know, but we get Auntie April and Maya at a magazine kiosk. Um, that's not what this is called. What is this? I feel like uh, a mini bodega. Stand. Huh? Like newspaper okay, let's say that. That very much sounds like it's the right <laughs> kiosk. So they're at this newspaper stand and she's scratching off uh, lottery tickets and losing. And uh, Maya is smiling. She's just happy to be with someone. And April, excuse me, April's talking about how she don't have a steady income. She's an artist. Um, and artists always need cash. And, um, and I don't. I keep losing money, whatever. And it, it's like she's grooming Maya, and it's very uncomfortable um, because you're manipulating a child. And not even just that it's a child, but somebody who you know is at a disadvantage. Like, you're preying on this person. And I, oh, I just, I don't like her, man. I don't like her. <laughs> no, we, okay, so the, the only couple of things come out of this. Um, well, like I said, she's the worst aunt. Yes. Uh, and the other part when she said, yeah, I'm a struggling artist. And uh, I don't have a stable income, and I and I gotta <laughs> say you need to get your ass a job. Yes, God, you know, yes. Like, hey, I'm a, I guess technically with the writing, I'm an artist. But my thing is, is like, I like to eat. Yeah. And have a roof over my head, so I was just like, let me work this nine to five. Yeah. And come home and you know pursue my craft. You know, I can't do it full time, and I was just like that. She, ugh. I just yeah, she. Um, she she's on the running for like my least favorite person of this episode. Yeah, and I'm glad what what happens to her. Happens. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm a, I have thoughts on that as well. I have thoughts, um, <laughs> but yeah, she she Maya gets her the winning lottery ticket, and Maya's Maya's powers. Now I want to talk about this for a second because I know, it, man, man, maybe you can help me out. She can see certain things in the future, and some she can't. But for the most part, she's able to see. And before I got, like in season one, I was like, okay, well, she just randomly sees the future. But then I got, she's probably always seeing different future events, but some just don't register. Like when they were walking her and um, Diana, she was like, that man likes you, or he's sad, or something. But I, I felt like... Okay, I, I kind of get it, but the very fact that you're able to point at the winning lottery ticket, are you telling me that you can see the future, but do you remember on Charmed, was it Charmed, where Phoebe could like, either one episode, she could feel the life of an inanimate object, so if it was like a candlestick that belonged to a woman who had 12 kids in one lifetime, she could feel... Like, what I'm trying to say is, what the hell can she do? Can she see the future, or is she able to see the future of things? Like, I hope I'm making sense. Whatever the plot allows for for that week. That'll work. That'll work. Because in my mind, 
that's a bunch of futures that you need to jump through to possible. Well, no, yeah, a bunch of futures that you need to jump through to see which of those scratch off tickets are the one that you that you need to that you know that you would mm-hmm. is the winner. Yeah, and and the other thing, they weren't low key about that at all. No, not at all. They were, <laughs> bro. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> in my mind. At this point, everybody is heightened about the 4400. Not Maya. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's ever seen her in the news or whatever, but I know if a little child said, hey, choose that one, I'd be like, get your ass away from me. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a delay. She was just like immediately pointed. So did she always just, like. Yeah. (sighs) It's whatever the the writers were sitting in the room and they were like, you know what? We um yeah. <laughs> this is what we need this week. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's no set rules when it comes to her ability. She's I suppose. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of a perfect mutant. Um, it'll come to me. But by the end of this episode, it'll come to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Ooh, yeah. She's um, Professor XL. Um, yeah. So yeah, all that happens, and then we go back to Intact, and um, what is the Chief's name. What is? I'm not uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. I'm not retaining any of. I don't know why, but she's like, yeah, you're off the case. We're sending you to uh, Oregon. Uh, airborne virus is out. Violence. Vi- virus. I promise you, I know how to speak. And, um, <laughs> a, a virus is out. The body count is high, and this and that. And um, <clears throat> they even discuss FEMA, which I think was interesting. Um, they talk, They get the profile on the girl. Um, she's thirty. This woman looks so much older than thirty. Um, it's the wig. Yeah, it, it it has to be. But it's um, the yeah. So they talk about it. Go to Oregon. Uh, they got two possibilities: either she's immune or she carries the virus with her, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was like, are they qualified for this? Because I'm thinking this. This, this is, is yeah. This should not be them. Like, is there any other agents that specify in viruses and illnesses? Because just sending yeah. these two Stabler and Benson out to fight a virus, <laughs> that, is, that don't even seem okay. But well, I mean, if you think about it, they should have paired them up with at the at the least they should have because they are like the liaisons for the 4400 yeah i understand mm-hmm. they should not be taking lead on yeah no team. not at all give me Mulder and scully because this yeah, was not even Mulder and scully for dustin hoffman for outbreak yeah oh uh, for sure yeah <laughs> this was like i I'm not trusting FBI agents to be the one to, you know, take down the Ebola virus or whatever. Right. Uh, it was crazy, but no, there's and, and there's something, <laughs> there's something that happens, which kind of lends itself to what we're talking about. Um, it's it's coming up in the scene, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they get the assignment and then I think they go. Yeah. You know, they they gotta go. So yeah. Yes, um, we pick up on yeah. the road, on the road with Courtney Cox Arquette and a truck driver, um, and these glued tears. What? A, yeah, I don't know. You talking about? You don't think she was doing a good cry? <laughs> no, now her acting maybe, but those tears were like props from That's Party like City or something. These were not good <laughs> tears. Mm-mm, no, indeed. 
Um, but yeah, so she has the conversation with the truck driver who's um, well, you know, I, I don't like to see a woman in tears. That's probably why I never got married. He's he's charming for what he is. Like he <clears throat> he plays his part um, to kind of help. I'm not gonna say with exposition, but with I don't know moving from point A to B. But he's a very religious person, or yeah, I'll say he's a religious person. Um, and then this is when we first see the boils on her hands, which is disgusting. Yeah, I thought it was a good makeup job. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, don't don't touch me on yeah. TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, my only thing with this scene was like, okay, so even before, I mean, there's nothing. Everybody, you know, like I said, we talked about this before. Um, you know, faith, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, I didn't, there's not a problem with him being a Christian. It was just he, and even talking about like they start talking about the end times and you know, it's like revelation, yeah. and that's where you know the kernel of the idea that you know this might be on some biblical type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, what she's going through. But he, there are times where like she don't say nothing to him, and then he. You know, he kind of catches. He catches an attitude. I was like, there's. He goes from nice guy to asshole mm-hmm. in a couple of instances, and I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, but um, yeah, that that's kind of the biggest thing. Like, she's picked up by uh, somebody who tells her about you know what she might be going to through on a biblical basis. Yeah, you know? which and, yeah, I, I don't know. It's if it did, at one hand, it felt heavy-handed, but at the same time, I'm like, you probably don't have much time to get, like, you don't have time to be subtle with the amount of time we have in this episode and for as many things as we got going on. So I was I like... You, no, no, it was hard to keep going. No, no, that was, so I was okay. I, I wasn't, but I was. Um, I don't really know a lot of truck drivers. I think uh, one of my cousins is a truck driver, so I can't speak to the culture of truck drivers. But I was like, okay, I can accept that this is just what's happening. Uh, but yeah, that's it. My thing is, <coughs> excuse me, you don't even have to, even have to have the discussion about the religious faith, you know, in there because the only it just it, I think I'm trying to talk around <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, yeah. like specifically her now. Maybe I guess it's good that it just kind of gives him some, his character some depth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it seems the sole reason for them to talk about faith was for her to come to a conclusion. Yeah, okay. For her to, you know, this is my place in the world. And the way that she gets there after one conversation mm-hmm. and something else she does. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see it. Like, it wasn't even a thing of like, yeah. hey, she was raised in a religious house. I was just about had, to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that could have been a thing that they could have done. Like, her parents were, like, you know, ultra-religious. They were conservative Christians. They raised her. And that could actually tie into, like, her demeanor. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as, like, why she was stressed out to the point. I'm not saying everybody who's a Christian is stressed out. Right, right, right. But, yeah. You know, if, but it would have given her more context for oh god those are glutamine tears those are bad I'm just <laughs> right now um, yeah that that I felt that that would have made more sense than 
you know, just a random passerby saying, well, you know, hey, here's the Bible. Yeah. You know, you know, talking to her, and then she she does what she does, you know, later on, or she gets to the point where she's at. So, yeah, I don't, that, that's my issue with it. So, um, it didn't seem, it seemed forced, it just didn't seem genuine as far as a genuine mm-hmm. impression of her character. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we only got like 45 minutes in this place. Yeah. This episode, so, you know, you can only do so much with that. I think that would have made more sense. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I just said it, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. Cause that you know, yeah I can see that, um, but yeah we we get to where we get to now really quickly this next scene we go back to this town in Oregon where everyone is dead and everybody's in body bags and things look like beekeeper outfits things don't look like hazmat suits t- to me, um, Diana and Tom are talking with some man about the. the Pretty much getting um, a timeline together at, on the virus and on Gene. Uh, Gene, now yeah. they're like, I don't know. When they took those the masks off, it, these suits look paper thin. Is what I'm trying to get at. This does not seem safe at all. And I know it's a TV show and the budget is what it is, but that 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 bothered me. I was <laughs> that didn't sit well with me at all. No, so yeah, you 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 touched on one of the things that I was going to talk about. I was like, these look like um, you said beekeeper outfits. Yeah, I don't know, these look like the things that they clean up crime scenes in. Yep, uh, that's what they look like to me. And I was just like, and you don't, you only wear those outfits so that you don't contaminate the crime scene. Mm-hmm. You don't use it to keep germs out of your right. Um, the other the other thing with this scene though and this is what I was going to talk about this is what I was going to mention before about this whole CDC thing is that so they get the explanation from the guy that this thing apparently has, only has a shelf life of like half an hour mm-hmm. um, so that's why he took his helmet off so they go back to the car and I think they're just talking about trying to catch up with her and they take off the yeah. helmet and toss them in the back seat. yes <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, there's not like a special like when I go to the doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a trash can for like meat yes, and you know I don't know bandages, and he just they just toss the stuff in his back seat like it, you know I it, it just seemed bad yeah I mean, it just it, it didn't work for me and for them to um, undress in the middle of the street it was like can't y'all go to like a tent. We're like right. home base, but yeah, yeah. But like you said, I think it was a budget. It was budget and time. Yeah, I yeah. It didn't. Yeah, but that, like when I saw him, I said that to my wife. I was like, did he just throw the hazmat suit? Yes. In the back seat, like oh, I'm gonna use it again. So yeah, um, trash. But you know, it's it's just a little thing. But yeah, like these things did look paper thin. That shit. That's why them guys died in the next scene. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh. Um. Yeah. So our next scene is uh, Sean, and he is reading through these letters. And for me, um, I wanted to know why in the hell was he reading all these letters? I was like, you can just not read these letters. Like th- that's you can do that. Like you're stressing yourself out 
for nothing. Yeah. 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 And um, I I don't know. I mean, just it, just another example of him going through it, I guess. Um, and he just threw the papers down. And he was just like, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah. It was it was kind of weird. Yeah. Very. Uh, and I think after that, oh yeah, it's Ross. Ross yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, God, they give anybody a job. But yeah, go ahead with this one. <laughs> Ross just went, he, he's offered Lily a job and says, you know, you're here. Um, you're, you're, you're a part of this. We want you to be a part of this. You're intelligent. You're, you know, I think she said something like she was abducted before she had even, you know, had job experience. Yeah. Job experience. Because I think that combined with, you know, when she had a child, she, she did it work and mm-hmm. she just felt feels like she's not qualified. And that's the most that I really get from here is that he's, you know, he's trying to bring her into the fold. Yeah. Um, the other thing I guess I've noticed is that, um, is it Isabel? Is yeah. It Elizabeth? I always, okay, yeah. Isabel. Isabel. Um, she don't seem to be freaking out over this guy, so I guess that's a good sign that he's not on some. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's all that pretty much happens here. Um, I think after that, uh, they they go to Marco and the the Geek Squad searching for the house, searching through the house, and he um, what is he? He says something. He says something like wipe wipe your feet. Yep. And the other thing I I like that they keep up the fact that Tom just don't like him. Yeah, that's clear. Tom does not like him, and it's just I don't think Tom likes any of those guys. Um, You know, and I don't know if it's just he doesn't like nerds in particular. I think I just don't think he likes these guys. Yeah, one of them was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Um, Marco at least is trying to dress like. uh, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He got a job. Yeah. 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 Um. But I'm trying to think if there's any... No, just, I don't think there's anything else that comes out of the same. Outside of her parents, you find out that they're dead upstairs. And yeah. that um, she's on the run. And that... Uh, shit. Really, that's, that's honestly it. Um, yeah. And it's made clear again that that guy, Marco, is flirting with, uh, with Diana. But then we... <laughs> Bro, we get the 911-4400 hotline. When did they establish this? <laughs> I mean, this is, that's probably been, it's like walking around the X-Mansion and being like, whoa, this is a new part. Yeah. <laughs> like, swing go up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, it makes sense that they would, I guess, have a call center. Mm-hmm. Um because they're, you know, they're, I don't know if they're a business or if they're, they keep reminding me of the church from Runaways. Yeah, I was just about to, um, yep. Yeah, they keep reminding me. So that, I mean, that's one brand for them. But, um, yeah, 911 Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Gene called the and about, which just, I, I hate this about characters in any medium be a tv film whatever but when you're going through something and you call someone and you just start talking and it was like oh i didn't mean to kill them it was like what are you what are you doing you called them for a reason state what like hi i'm a 4400 and i think i killed someone then go oh i didn't mean to kill like what yeah Yeah, that's just a pet peeve of mine like what what are you talking about um yeah but this blonde chick 
who answered the phone. I don't know what. She said, I get speaking lines, so I'm doing it big. She made sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, she played that part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, um, yeah, so, oh, the other thing. So, while they're on the phone, the blonde girl is on the phone with Jean, uh, she gets off the phone and talks to Matthew. And Matthew's like, yeah, call Intact. And I was like, at first I was like, okay, he's working with them. But I think this is the scene where they realize she was the virus carrier or that she was able to kill people some kind of way. And I was like, no, that wasn't that noble. He was sending Intech in so that his people don't go in. But do they even have people? Well, see, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. That, that definitely does kind of cause you to question you know, what his allegiances are, why he did what he did. Um, and maybe in his, I just kind of thought, like, this woman just called up and said, I'm a 4400, and, like, hundreds of people just died around me. I don't think they want to bring that in. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, there, there's a difference between, you know, the, the guy who reminds versus the lady who just called in and said, yeah, I was outside, and the like, people just start dropping dead. yeah. That would that would harm them. So in his mind, he's like, "Yeah, let's let the government handle this." Yeah. Or, or maybe they're just trying to build better relations with Intech. I, you know, I don't know. But I, I think he was just like, "Nah, y'all go handle the big stuff." Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. could be all three, but yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. I, that probably is what was going on. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are we gonna see this call center again? I don't. Know. I think I'm hung up on the silliest <laughs> stuff. But I just, I because I've never, not that I can recall them like saying, you know, if you're 4400 and you're lost and whatever, call this number. Come to think of it, I don't even remember Xavier in X Men doing anything like that. It's been like on the news. You have a place at our home, but it's never been called five 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 one two one two like. I don't, I don't think he even. For some reason, I don't think he even did that. I think he um he used to rebro the. I mean, you know, there have been a bunch of stories. Yeah, yeah. Over the years. so I mean, there's no telling. I mean, what he's done, but you know, I thought he was always trying to keep them low key. Yeah. Until they revealed themselves, but yeah, yeah. No, I just like I said, I just think that Jordan's mindset was like this is part of a business and this is part of a, you know, this is part, um, community organization or whatever yep. so um yeah so i mean that's yeah i it kind of makes sense that you know they you know they might have something you know where people 4400 can call in for help or mm -hmm. people call in for information yeah so yeah huh so next the worst to, on there you go the worst <laughs> person in the world so really quickly uh, Maya to me has always seemed like a pretty well adjusted kid even for all the stuff she has going on and for her acting in season one this yeah. scene was so out of character I, I know she's a kid and I know kids mm -hmm. do whatever they you know they do stuff but her playing in makeup with all these different pieces of clothing that felt like they were treating her like she was younger than what she was. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have a daughter, but I was like, is this right? Yeah. Ugh, okay. Yeah, she seemed 
odd. Like, because even with her talking to April, I saw no need. Like, I guess the whole point was to get to the ring, but you could have did that without all this, like, stuff on her. And then the other thing with this scene and her having all that stuff on her, I felt like Diana should have walked in and been upset behind it. Because, it, like, what else would be the point? Hmm. I, do, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was her aunt, once again, fucking up. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, and just, that was, I think that was more so, I mean, maybe it was to show her as a little kid, but, like you said, in cases, I don't know what her age is, I don't have a daughter, but I just, you know, like you said, it does, she does seem a little bit too old to be, you know, playing makeup, but... <laughs> Um, normally, I, I if I'm watching something like this, it might be like a kid that's younger. Mm-hmm. But I feel that the main gist of this was to show that you know April, Auntie April was once again not doing her damn job at all. And, you know because even when she walks away, she says, "Put your mom's clothes back." You know she doesn't like it if you wear wear them or yeah. And I'm just like, if you knew that, why just let her do that? Because with- she's a horrible aunt. She's a she. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say horrible person, but like she is Two not years. doing the best with, you know, fuck it, you know, fuck her like personal life. Yeah, and she, that's that's I mean, that's a series I never want to see. Right. <laughs> when you come into this household and you first of all taking care of this child because your your sister is like, well, I guess you can stay here. Yeah, rent free. Doing that correctly, she's like. Like help me gamble and put on makeup. So this is more of a reflection on her. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So she continues to use Maya again to get things, winning bets, and she gets a bet for two hundred dollars, which is cool. And Maya has the conversation that I thought Diana would have had with April, which is, "Do you like me for me or for what I'm able to do?" And I wasn't expecting that. Like, I, that was one of my favorite parts of this episode is Maya having to be an adult. And it's terrible, but having her having to do what her aunt wouldn't do. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that. It's sad, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah I mean, she, yeah, like you said, she she's being that. The adult in this situation, um, which is like, um, I think okay. So then after that, it's uh, back to Tom's. Yeah, back to Kyle. Yeah, um, I think he, he once again he just gets still getting used to Alana, and she um, <laughs> I had a note that shit, and I think the other thing was oh yeah that this whole discussion about her like hey. You, they go to medical school, you know, you have it in you. Yeah. And he's like, that's just the alternate reality. And she was like, no, I'm basing that off of, you know, what I know of you through your father. Yeah. You know, this is not, this is not like some make-believe stuff. This right. Is, you know, um, based on, you know, fact or, you know, what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And the note that I had was she is being positive and supporting as fuck. Yes. I, yeah, I just love... I love that, and she like she she's cooking. She's like so damn stylish, <laughs> bro. That shirt, like what Swarovski crystals, like what is this? Yeah. 
What is this shirt? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go back and check to see what else she's done after this. But, um, oh, for sure. Yeah, they, they, they cast a good one for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I can even see her in top. Like, of course, episode seven is my favorite, hands down. But I can believe that her and Tom are together. I can, oh, yeah. even more than him and what is it, Nikki, his first wife, wasn't Nikki? Uh, I, Whoever I, you, we already season one wife, <laughs> Lily. Lily. No, that's not it. Definitely not it. Uh, but something I can't remember. Yeah. But to your point, she is like everything out of her mouth again just reaffirms episode seven. It's like, yeah, you you are the same person I knew. You just went a different path, but nothing like that timeline doesn't even exist anymore. It's oh man, it's she's good. I like her. I like her. I like her. Um, but yeah. Very supportive, and it didn't feel cheap, and didn't feel like I'm being supportive because I'm trying to be your friend so I could be with your daddy. It felt like no, I raised you for eight years. I know you, so yeah. She, oh gosh, it's great. So yeah, we um, then we move on um to is this a Cadillac that Tom and Diana are riding in? <laughs> Well, yeah, we got them shooting up the, the highway because 10 miles north is where Gene is held up in a hotel, which how did y'all know that? But um, we get a roadblock. I don't know what, I don't know what you call this, but um, they hop out and ask the police officer or the mountain guy, whatever this guy is, what's wrong? And he's like, yeah, um, it's a dead trucker. But I'll open this up for you. I was like, I know they're like police, but is it that easy? This is like, hey, I'm a police officer. Open the door. I don't know. I don't know. It just, yeah, I mean, it's that's about it. They just realized that he killed another one. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Which was okay. So even with that, uh, getting back to Jean and her powers, when did this happen? Like, was that supposed to be? Did she get out the car and then he fainted? Um, but then, as we see in the future scene, it's instant. So, what is the truth? What, how does her powers work? Because, uh. yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, as far as, yeah, and then I, you know, did, was she in the car when he just was swerved off the road? Um, and she walked all the way to town apparently and got a hotel um, like yeah and got, got a hotel <laughs> and were the other cars yeah. on the road that would have been affected by this Ugh. I don't know but uh, yeah the, he's dead um, and I'm trying to say, we go right to the hotel oh, after this the which one you said what's after this no we go right to the hotel to her reading the good yeah, book her reading the Bible yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it tear gas is tossed through the uh, through the window? Yeah. And so I guess they'll establish in the next scene basically when she is high, her when she's stressed. Yeah. You know, when her emotions are high, that's when 
her abilities kick in. See, that's another thing. Like, in the truck, was he really stressing her out that much? Right. Then, I... Because she eventually agreed with him. Like, everything he was saying. So, how are you... Yeah. 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 Like, it just seemed weird. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, they toss it in. And then, when they try... I guess they're intact or wherever they're from. These guys try to come in and get her. And they um, they start dropping dead. Yeah. yeah. They just start dropping dead. And, and they so, paper outfits, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's not because of the shitty <laughs> nature of their outfits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the disease is mutating or if it's just kind of getting to the point where it, um, it can basically go through suits like this and then she runs outside and some other people come out. Yeah. And she uh, she gets in the car and just drives off. So, so she calls um, Tom, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, who is this?" She's like, "Yeah, I called you for again. Say who you are. What do you? But whatever." She's like, "Yeah, I called you guys for help and this and that." So I'm confused. Does she think she has to think that they're with the forty four hundred? Because I'm like, "You didn't yeah, call anyone." Okay, yeah. okay, good, good, good. Um. And she's talking about stay away from me, keep everybody away, and this and that. I'm driving, and that's that's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, I was honestly the whole time figuring out how are they going to stop this, like how short of killing her. But then even then, Diana was like, because um, Tom assumes that Jean's going to commit suicide. She's like, yeah, we don't know what type of range, like how the virus will will live outside of her body. Like if she's dead. Will it still work? Um, so that's something I was a bit stressed about as well. Like, we don't have that much time in this episode. How are you going to wrap that up? Um, but this is pretty much, uh, is it Speed? Or some type of hostage show where it's just back and forth, Tom and Gene, Tom and Gene. Um, and it, I'm, I was okay with this. I was okay with this. Her acting, not so much, but I was okay with it. Um, she, and I guess the other thing, they're starting to establish that she, yeah, she calls herself toxic, she calls herself worthless, she mm-hmm. says she never did to keep a relationship for, you know, long, and I don't know if she says something about her parents saw her like that. Yep. So, you know, once again, establishing that she's, she's been going through her for a while, so, um, <clears throat> and I guess the way she's talking it sounds like she might be trying to kill herself. I mean, she, yeah. might, she might. She just wants to end her life. Mm-hmm. Is this when she goes into the um, <clears throat> what she heard in the Bible? Um, yeah, she pretty. Okay, so she yeah. kind of does touch on that a little bit. She feels. I think she calls herself like pestilence. And, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We haven't got there yet. That's that's the okay, next call. No, this is just when she's like, "Yeah, I stole this car and I called you guys for help and you didn't help me, but I'm gonna show you." My thing is with her. The reason why I don't like her character is because if you were really looking for help, you would have been able to say, "Hey, this is what happens." It's not enough to say, "Stay away from me." You need to let people know when I get scared. Because she even said it. She said, you're scaring me. It's starting to itch. You're like, she said that out her own mouth. So why say it to them, but not say it to the people over the phone? It, I get it, but I don't. I'm like, you can't be selective with when you want to 
give this information if her motivations are saving people and getting cured. Like, that, uh, I don't know. Not a fan. Yeah, like I said, her, her motivation towards the end just gets a little, gets a bit skewed. And like I said, it's like, you know, I, I understand, you know, falling into faith or, you know, as far as like you know, following following a certain religion, mm-hmm. um, if that that don't happen like in a day, yeah, you got you got to read, you got to study, you got to feel, you know, what, whatever it is, it's just like, and especially like our, in her case, it just seems like very out of left field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, so that that's that's the most as far as far as that's it. Yeah. Well, we go back to um, a, fa- a scene that I really enjoyed um, is Sean and Matthew, and Sean is asking for a month or two off from 4,400 work. Um, Matthew, I like that he's like, no, you can't do that. You can have a long weekend, but he gets to threatening talking about, well, we don't need you. I have like a... A, a man that can detect patterns and a woman who's like, I don't know, good with numbers or something. Some kind of way of saying, yeah, you are a healer, but we have others to replace you to be the face of this movement. Um, I believed him. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You, you got me so. Um, but this is probably one of my favorite scenes because he like, Jordan used to do this to me all the time. You're not that good at it. I'm, I'm straight. Right. Yep. And that, yeah. Yeah. He, he um. <clears throat> I said Ross getting in that ass. Um, <laughs> he said, he said you could take a long weekend. <laughs> you can grieve on the run. And it was just like, I was like, well. And the funny thing about the scene is he is sitting down. Yep. Sean is standing over him. Mm-hmm. Sean walks in that thing and like. Nah, I'm gonna stand over you. It's gonna be a power play. And, it's a reverse know, because, from how they yeah. met. When they met, yeah. Sean was sitting down, and Ross was standing up. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, um, <laughs> that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I once again, Jordan is like, you know, ten times, you know, ten steps ahead. Yeah, even in death, like yep. he's dangerous. Yeah. Man, for real. Uh, I said he started showing cerebral files of replacements. <laughs> I mean, and why not? Intact seems to have a file on every goddamn body yeah. who's been a 4400. Y'all should have some too. I'm good with that. Shoot. Oh, damn it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Tom is yelling at the nerves again, looking for patterns and whatnot, and. He's just to me. Tom is being unreasonable. Like he, I, I don't know. Um, what's, what's the guy named Marco? Marlo? Yeah, Marco. Uh, yeah, but they're they're pretty much going back and forth, and um, he's which they should have went to the medicine cabinet immediately. That would have made more sense. But he's listing off the drugs, talking about she's a wreck and how her body works. And what I like about this scene is that the way they're explaining what's going on with with Gene. I'm, it doesn't feel like we needed a way to tell the audience this. It feels like, okay, he's the smart scientist guy, so of course he knows how this stuff works. Like It it felt 
real. It didn't feel like let's tack this on somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, I mean, like I said, it felt natural. Oh. Um, there, um, and I think that we're, we were talking about like her, his explanation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the, that is one thing that I like is that when they, they try to give you like a real, you know, type of science, you know, background or whatever yeah. to like what, what might be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, and I thought, you know, they, that's when he's showing off the, um, the different drugs and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the body remits spores when she gets upset, angry, and confused, and the virus then goes airborne. So yep. and and then I think Tom <laughs> Tom says, What do we do? And he's like, Don't piss her off. That's about it. Yeah, which is not good news. Like <laughs> Thanks, man. But yeah. Um, so then after that, mm-hmm. I think that's when they the Lily scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Lily said, well, Sean, Lily comes and says that she's heard that he is going to leave. And then she brings this idea of, like, establishing a, um, I guess an organization or a committee to, yeah. you know, take each of those uh, requests, you know, for healing under consideration and then they will be the ones who you know based on a variety of factors you know who is going to get killed and you know try to get him to do like one a day yeah um and it basically it's enough of a suggestion that sean is just like you know let me let me stay put so i can see this to fruition and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe up things. but um yeah he and he but he asked her to to be a part of it yeah you know temple organ so, but um, yeah. I mean, how did how did you feel about this? I actually liked you, it. Hmm? You said you liked it. Yeah, I did. I thought it was a good idea. I mean, I thought that's what they were doing, anyways. Um, but I thought, yeah, this is smart. I thought it was even smarter once we realized at the end of the episode what was going on here. But I thought Lily did a good job. Um, I think the suggestion was pretty solid. I don't know if that's enough to keep him there, if this was really happening. But one thing I do want to address is this fool and his, how how he's so concerned with who who decides, you know, who's the one person to get um, saved. Who, who, why, why do we make that decision? But my thing is, you... Oh, willy nilly was using your powers just randomly, which is how we're in this mess to begin with. But now you're concerned with who makes that decision of who's worthy to get their problem fixed and this and that. It's like that. I don't know. I wasn't feeling him with that. I wasn't feeling that dude. He, oh, yeah. So I liked it, but I didn't like that part. Mm-mm. Yeah, he um. Yeah, the reason, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess they were just, you know, suggesting that this was, you know, I guess, well, he just needed a reason and this was it. Um, you know, but still, you still are going to be a part of, you're still going to have to do work. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I would still need the next scene for him to be come in and say, let me at least take a week and then I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know, still show some suggestion that, 
Because a complete turnaround is like okay, immediate. Maybe, maybe that's you know that seems a little quick, but yeah, get, I guess they were like, we got we got to wrap this up. Right, we got what like ten minutes. We got to get it together. Um, yeah, yeah, but that was it's, that was too quick for me. But whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we see uh, the next scene is a, a car on the side of the highway on fire. And Tom is like, yeah, if there's a body in there, let us know. Like, yeah, what else were they going to do? Hide it from you? <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, fam. Um, so him and Diana are on the scene trying to, I guess, investigate. But Tom gets a call on his cellular device. And it's from a payphone. And I was like, did she write down his... Why, what happened to the cell phone? But I guess that really don't matter. Um, Jean, Jean has called him and she's talking about how she can't go through with it and um, Tom is also a hostage negotiator or whatever this is um, and she's full blown revelations um, I am the antichrist or I bring about the end of the world she what do you think about this scene Okay, so my sentence and my scraggly writing is crazy lady is losing her shit. Yeah. Uh, this is the problem that I had. So, and this kind of ties into what I, you know, said before. You cannot convert somebody this quick. Yeah. I'm sorry, unless she's like very susceptible. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a trucker <laughs> like maybe an hour long drive is going to be the one to. Yeah. Like even even Manson needed some time before he converted. Yes. All these people, like and and his ass was a master manipulator. Um, kid Jim Jones, like this guy was not Jim Jones. Right. He Jim up in the truck. Um. So that's kind of that was my problem. And that goes back to the point that I said is that if you establish that she had been raised in high, maybe somebody would be like, well, it's typical, you know. A typical storyline that she is, you know, she she is the way that she is because she was, you know, her parents kind of yeah. came to her and treated her like that. I was like, okay, well, that would have been more believable than with us going the way that we're going now versus, you know, her, you know, saying, you know what, I ain't going to kill myself. I'm just going to kill everybody else because the Bible said so. Yes, God. It's like, that's not, a, I mean, and once again, you can, people have used the Bible some despicable things. Like use faith for some very despicable things, mm-hmm. but I don't think that shit happens overnight. Right. I think that's something that happens with the progression of time. So once again, an easy way out is to say that before she was abducted, she was raised in a household where her parents were religiously very devout. Mm-hmm. And she came back, shit, maybe they, she there was still some conflict there. But if you're raised to feel, I mean, basically, if they have been kind of preaching the word there and this is something that she knew about, you know, that's that I could see. Yeah, you know, I could see that. You know, but no, nah, you can't you can't convert somebody in a truck ride. Right. Uh, yeah, that that was my biggest thing, and I just I it just didn't seem natural to me. So she's like, now I want to purify humanity at the damn unemployment office where people already you know they all way i was like so you want to go fuck with them even more like i was in an unemployment like a year and a half ago yeah somebody walked in there talking about hey 
I'm about to light this motherfucker. Ooh. I'm like, are you serious? I need to keep this back. Dead. Yeah, like it's an insult to injury, man. Yeah, very much so. Like, don't yeah, yeah she, don't she kill was them. Messing up on a few fronts. <laughs> yeah, she was not. She didn't think that through at all. Um, this is why I think this show would be great as a book, a comic book, because everything that she's doing, if I had control over the forty four hundred, I would have laid seeds for these this virus about three or four episodes ago. So when she does show up. It's like, okay, we knew something was... Because it everything's happening too too fast and with no rhyme or reason. Um, like you said, okay, you're going to the unemployment office to kill these people, but is this going to be like a sonic boom effect? Like, if I had control over the last few episodes, we would have gotten reports of a bigger and wider and wider area affected. So when you do get to this point... It makes sense that maybe the whole state, like it, some kind of something, didn't connect there between her, her motivation, and like what actually happened. Something wasn't connected right. for me. Well, the the one thing I will give her in that scene is that the way she's holding the phone, and it maybe this like this throughout the episode, but I this is where I noticed it. She's holding her hands in such a way that she she doesn't she doesn't fully grab the phone. She's yeah. holding that. So I like that. I, I like that they. I don't know if it was her by her um, her direction or if it was the director saying yeah. like, you know, we still want to establish that your hands are like fucked up. Yeah, it may not be like, boiling over now, but it hurts to hold stuff. In. Mm-hmm. You can't be worried about you know touching anything because your hands are in the state that they are in. Um, but I I was just you know looking at her in the phone booth. First of all, realizing like phone booths don't exist anymore. Oh. Um, and um, you know the the fact that she you know just the way she's holding it but yeah or just actually no being amazed that there was a phone booth I was like damn 2003 there was yeah. a phone booth wow yeah I didn't get my little flip phone until um <laughs> I got into college oh like, wow so, okay yeah. <laughs> no no I didn't know I like I had no need for it so yeah before. yeah Oh, yeah, but, um, but my car kept breaking down in college, so that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I need to call AAA. That. Yeah. Well, Marco calls them back and said that she's heading to Portland, um, whatever. And that's really quick. But then we get the worst scene in the entire movie, which is Mommy Dearest kicking open the door and yelling at Maya. Um <laughs> This was so weird for me. Yeah. Well, you, you give me some thoughts, cause yeah. Um, it was you know first of all, okay. So the subtitle for this is April is a shitty person. Yes. Because first of all, she stole from her sister, and and basically, you know, she stole. I mean, she stole from her sister and bet the ring. Um, on I guess a game. Yeah. Whatever. And. Once, when, <laughs> and the thing I love is that she's doing all this while Diana is out of the house. She she just tore the fuck Yeah. Up. And if I was Diana and came back and found out, you used my child to gamble, you stole my ring, mm-hmm. you let my child put makeup and my clothes on, mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah, just just all of this stuff. I would have been like, the next episode would have been her gone. Yeah, like she is just gone. Um, it just it. And then if Maya had come to me and said like, yeah, my aunt also busted into my room and started yelling at me because she <laughs> she lost the children. Yeah, gambling. Like it just. It just, it, once again, it's another thing. Like, she is Danny. Like, they replaced Danny with damn April. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, yeah. She, that, that's who she is. I agree. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. How did you feel? I hate her. Because no matter how I feel about Maya and her acting and all that, Maya asks, her, like, one, why are you lying to a psychic? How do you do that? <laughs> um... And so Maya told her the wrong person was going to win the game, Chicago, and Chicago lost. And April's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, motherfucker? Not that, but pretty much. And she's like, do you know what that cost me? It's my mother's ring. And it's like, but I guess, one, yeah, you bet it to $200. But two, how did you bet the ring on the computer? But there's that. Um... Secondly, if I know my niece can see the future and we can bid on anything at any time, I'm not sweating this Chicago game. Because, okay, we can just get a winning lottery ticket. All that aside, she's trash. You yelling at this... Why are you yelling at this child? She ain't did nothing wrong. Um, I don't know. It just it made me uneasy because I felt like you were manipulating this kid from day one once you saw her powers could help you um and that's i don't have all the words for it but that was i was disgusted like what yeah i mean i think she pawned it i think she pawned yeah okay okay yeah yeah, like she that's that she <laughs> I forgive me, but I was like that's some crackhead shit right Very there. Very much like, so, that, yes. Like that's a that's bad. That's bad. Um <laughs> and yeah, she and she better you know, she so she's betting um online. Yeah, she had to have cash, so like she had to deposit it somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And then and that's a lot. That's a lot. Like she may have a gambling addiction. I think she, she does. She never, yeah, first of all, she had to have the the gumption. You be like, you know what? Let me take my mom's ring, which she gave to my sister, pawn it, take the money to, and there's a lot of time in between all these steps to say, you know what? This is very shitty, and mm-hmm. deposit it, then place the bet, and <laughs> then lose. But the other thing about it is Maya can see the future. Yeah, I probably saw the shit coming, and you still did it. Like you said, you don't lie to a psychic. But even with all that, all those steps you took, you left Maya by herself at the house. Exactly. You are horrible. You know, I love you for you. Uh, no, nah, fam. No, you don't. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's the worst. Um, but um. So then I think after that is the next scene with Sean and um, Matt Ross, Matthew Ross walking, and um, he, you know, they're talking about the the uh, the committee, yeah, you know, and 
thinks it's a good idea, and you know, and, and, and Sean said something to the effect of like, I wasn't asking you permission. And then Matthew says, well, um, you know, it, I'm glad you did. And some, I think he said something like, I'm glad you didn't, or you know, that you know that would be a problem if you did. Yeah. So I guess he, in his mind, he's just like, I'm trying to get this boy to the point where he won't need me. Yeah. Geppetto. Yeah. So yeah. I, and I and and I like that. Um, he didn't even he, <laughs> he didn't see him get in his feeling because Sean kind of you know snapped back. Mm-hmm. It was just more stuff like okay, you know he he kind of failed himself. So let's you know let's roll. So and that was that. And then they call it go back to the crazy Christian terrorist now. Yeah. She said she looked like a Trump supporter. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but um, I'm sorry that <laughs> any Trump supporters that we knock off the podcast. Uh, I doubt they're listening to anything on this feed. Like, <laughs> okay. not at all. Uh, no. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she just shows up at the unemployment office, you know, where people are trying to get their lives right, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna add. I'm just gonna mess y'all's lives up." Period. Yeah, that was. That was very weird because I think even if you are very religious and you're going by revelations and everything else, the unemployment office, like, of all the places you could go, like, I would even, to me, it would even make more sense for you to go to a hospital because you're like, okay, I'm killing all these people, but I'm putting them out of their misery as opposed to an unemployment office. Weird. Maybe um, like put these people out of misery because they don't have jobs. I, um, I suppose. Shit. <laughs> yeah. But she's so far gone. I mean, we there's no telling why she. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they could have just been as simple as like, well, this is what I was going to go here already. So the why not? Yeah. Well, Tom is putting in his hostage negotiator hat on, and he's I don't. I mean, whatever. I'm, this this really didn't bother me that much, um, except for how quick the conversation went. Where how he how quickly he convinced her not to do this bio warfare as action, and then she's like, you know what? I believe you, but it's too late. Like, I was like, what? What? The, what is going on? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I liked it. Um, I don't know. What? What? I don't know. This was um, silly. Go ahead. It, it, I mean, it's you know. I guess it was supposed to be a tense moment. Uh, by this time, I had kind of gotten tired of her, um, and to the point where you know, big reveal. She gets shot, and it's Diana. And um, yeah, when they show her holding that gun, I said, "Dirty Diana." Yeah, um, yeah. She, she said, "She said, fuck this talking." Yeah. She said, "Usually, I'm the one talking. I gotta get back and study these legal books." Is <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica? Yeah. 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 Now she um and I you know they 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 reverse the roles with her taking the shot versus Tom because it, it sounds like yeah. And uh, I like that. I did like that. Um. I like the the how the camera stayed on her. Like she looked good. Um, what I didn't like is that Tom dive dove in to catch Jean before she hit the ground, and then the paramedics came and put like maybe liquid nitrogen on her hands. But 
I let her fall. Like they, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, he um he dove in to save her, which was cool. But also, she's toxic. Why are you touching her? Like you could have died. So, yeah. So if you notice her saying when they're talking with her or when they're focused on her, the camera is tilted up. Yeah. Like at the face. And it's just like, a, it's just kind of askew. And I, I kind of like that they were, it, maybe it was just suggesting because she was kind of all over the place and she was frazzled. They, I call it the Batman 66, the <laughs> 69, the yeah. Batman angle. Because um, they used to do crazy stuff like that in the show. But, um, <laughs> you know, I guess what the director was was just like, let's, you know, let's just show how you know, crazy things are now. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And they were. Um, after that shot went off, them people did not run. I said, oh, this this really ain't real. They they hid behind a bench. I've been gone. I wasn't waiting for nobody. <laughs> like the bench, um, <laughs> the bench was going to stop the bullets. Right, right. Um, yeah, so they come in and take care of all that. Um, and then we get to Intec, and Marco has given Diana a gift. Um, how do you feel about this gift? Uh, I, I like it, ride or die. You know, yeah. Maybe, um, you know, um, because it wasn't like Diana, you know, it, they, it wasn't like Diana told them what was in the journal she just said that she started journaling her her thoughts or mm-hmm. whatever so you know they definitely could play it off like it's the you know, journal of a of a little girl um so i think i thought it was a good nice thing to do and he just went ahead and did it yeah uh, so i don't know how much is gonna hold up but, yeah i didn't like it so, I didn't like you didn't, you didn't it. Didn't like it. No, <laughs> it because I, I did like it, but I was like, why didn't they do this in the beginning? Why didn't you make a fake journal? But I don't like it because Marco did it, and I only say that because we know for sure that Collier's murder was in that book. Does Marco know exactly when that was? And if you're making up other stuff. Diana, you clearly came to Intact because you knew that the things that Maya wrote in this book were coming true. So that means you can't just randomly start talking about SpongeBob. And it's something about that, because he made it for her, it was yeah. sweet, but it felt like, no, this this isn't right. This is going to get y'all found out. But, yeah. 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 Um... So then, um, and she and she seems very appreciative of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so then, that, and after that, it's uh, the massive manipulator in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, uh, he, he's uh, as uh, all the religious kind of little parallels are coming out. But um, yeah, basically, Matthew Ross uh, is talking to Lily, and you know, Lily says straight up that um, you know that he. Not he failed for the plan, but he accepted your plan. Yeah. Talking about Sean accepting the This is what Matthew Ross had, you know, had suggested, I guess, from the onset, or I gave 
really the idea to take to him. Yeah. To take to Sean and stuff. Um, and the other big thing that mm-hmm. she reveals is that, you know, I got a roof over my head and food in my stomach. So, Free. you know, I'm not necessarily a believer, but that's, I'm, you know, I'm essentially using it. Yeah. And he says, well, he's like, oh, he's like, you're not a believer. He's like, well, I'm not one either. And I felt that was like so pip tight. I was like, fuck, he just doing a job. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he was paid to do it, but maybe he believes in Jordan. But I, I was like, Oh, yeah, crazy. that was surprising, and it felt yeah. a lot like with all of the religious stuff we went through with Gene, it mm-hmm. felt like, and to be as neutral as possible, it felt like a pastor who does not even really believe, mm-hmm. and not necessarily that you're getting over on people, but that you are fulfilling a role as opposed to like your actions within this role are more important than if you believe it or not that's what i got from it so i i thought oh that was that was a, a plot twist for me that i was not expecting so yeah. mm. and, it's, and i thought it was a nice little line um yeah that's the last thing i think he says for the episode yeah before um, he walk off yeah um i think after that is um Diana dropping off the journal. Yeah, Diana drops off the journal. And uh, Jarvis, I guess, just accepts it. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, And then after that, um, it just, I think it's the perfect ending. Yes. Actually, no, 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 we're kind of jumping around. Um, Immediately after that, Tom comes home. And had a long day of season food, and apparently Kyle is the one who put most of it. But mm-hmm. Alana comes in. This is actually where I wish the episode ended, but it's not yeah. that. So, I mean, in my head, I just I just replaced the ending with this. Not saying the ending was bad, but I just <laughs> I, it's just a moment of her. You know, first of all, her talking about her day, and then he just leans over and gives her a kiss, mm-hmm. grabbing her thigh. Yeah, yeah, and it just reminds me of something like, you know, you know, when my wife comes home and she talks about her day and all that, I mean, it's just something I could, like, relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought it was, but it also further showed, you know, that this is a, this, this ain't no fluke. Yeah. This is, this is love. Um, yeah, and I thought I wish it had ended there, but, um, yeah, this is when she, she goes in and gives the fake um uh diary um to Jarvis. Nothing really big happens there. And then you see Kyle. That's what it is. Kyle um is actually looking at science he this kid can't catch a break. Um looking at science courses. He's like, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then he starts he sees the news report about um the murder or the assassination of Collier. Mm-hmm. And then he starts flashback into, as, you know, just him practice not practicing, getting prepped to kill uh, Jordan. Yeah. And actually shooting him. So this time they show his face. They didn't show his face before when he, um, I mean, well, we do, but they didn't show yeah. as much as they did as, you know, as today or now. Um, so, yeah. So, 
uh, that was added. And I think I don't remember this. Do you remember a Hispanic? Uh, Not at all. That's a <laughs> this a retcon if I ever seen one. This yeah. is. Mm-mm. <laughs> Apparently, when he was running uh, up the stairs to get set up for the, you know, for the. the getting set up for the murder um yeah janitor saw him and i was like did tom run past him yeah because <laughs> he and how did you not hear him why didn't you murder him back like yeah that was i mean i'm okay with it but yeah this is a recon because that did not happen yeah and basically he's sitting with the at intact with um not the court reporter what is his name he's um, um artist. yeah yes sketch artist or whatever and Jarvis is there and they draw Kyle's face Yeah, um, somebody who looks close enough to him and they pass it out to all the members and uh, then that's that I think that's, that's the end of it yeah I thought it was it was good it was a good ending um, yeah. why did that janitor still have his uniform on I don't know but <laughs> that um, it was a good ending um like you, I wish they had ended with Tom, and um, actually would have been more impactful if we had every scene just as it happened, but switch out, just move that scene to the very end because we see Kyle's picture, but his father is none the wiser because it's just him right. ending the day with his wife, and that was, ooh, that was heavy. Yeah, I'm. I, I've stopped there. I didn't go ahead again. Remember, listeners, I do not watch ahead I just I stop it as soon as the episode is over so I'm anxious to see what's happening next um yeah I mean same here I mean I'm, I'm doing the same thing you know not um watch it until you know we we actually get ready to talk about the yeah. episode so and it's been so long that there are certain things that are jumping out at me like I, I remember her being the disease carrier, but everything else that happened, mm-hmm. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, we, you know, just kind of keeping pace. Yeah. So uh, now here come time pop quiz time. Who was yeah. your your favorite character of this episode? Uh, it would have been Alana. Oh, okay. Alana's my, my favorite. Hmm, Alana. Well, I. Ugh. I'd probably go, yeah, I'm going to go with her as well, because Diana did really well, but I think Alana, Alana, she's just, she's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, she took the cake. She's doing the thing, so I'm happy. I'm happy to call her a favorite person on the episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I guess what, least favorite? Yeah. What is your least favorite? Uh, clearly April, but... At the same time, Jean was... I didn't like her. But I, I have to, I'm still going with April. I got to. Because April is not a villain of the week. She's just a horrible person. So April is my least favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I did say it was a toss-up between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I might have to narrow it down. Well, um, since you chose April... Um, uh, fudge it. Uh, uh, the carrier herself. Yeah, Jane. Yeah, like I, I could have been sympathetic. Uh, to like you know the first, um, 
a town massacre, I guess. <laughs> when, when, you know, that, that was an accident. That's like how Tom told her. He was like, that's an accident. Yeah. You choose to kill people, that's a crime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah, no, she, um, she can kick rocks. Yeah. And, uh, and when Diana shot her, and I'm pretty sure she ain't dead, I mean, they, you know, she handled that with authority. Yeah. So, true, yeah. true. Oh, God. Um, yeah, screw her, man. What about, uh, favorite scene? Um, favorite scene was, um, <laughs> Matthew telling uh, Sean like oh no you can take a couple days yeah it's yeah. Matt versus Sean <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah I like that but mine Maya versus April like giving her that wrong information just yeah. to see her crop yeah she knew that that woman was going to be yelling at her and she still did it so yeah yeah, yeah. trash yeah Hopefully, I don't know. I was like, hopefully she won't pop up in the future episodes, but I can't get her to that. I just hope Diana whoops her ass because you ain't about to terrorize my daughter <laughs> while I'm at work. Nah, fam. Mm-mm. Horrible. Horrible. That's funny. Whew. Um, I don't know, man. This now that we've talked about it, it actually wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't as bad as I, like I. It was better than I thought. Now that yeah. we're kind of looking at it as a as a whole, um, still wasn't no episode seven, but it was it yeah. was good. It was good. So I am actually excited for what's coming next because I know this Sean stuff and this April and Maya stuff got to carry over to the next episode. Mm-hmm. 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 Thanks. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Shoot. Um, so I don't know. You got any any final thoughts, uh, comments, questions? <laughs> um, no. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is just you got to give characters, you know, realistic motivations. Yeah. Even if you are, you know, dealing with, um, you know, speculative fiction. Yeah. You know, but you still got to make it so that, um when a character does something you don't look at it and say what the fuck you sit back and say oh okay well I, I guess I understand I may not like it but yeah it's, it's working so um but yeah 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 that's the thing just you know I <clears throat> that that's my advice I guess yeah um or something I wish I had done a little better as far as a car mm-hmm. um, I'm good with yeah. that yeah no I wholeheartedly agree um, one thing that had been bothering me this whole episode, what happened to the homeless girl? Like, is she you know, coming I, back? I think she's still just going through the center. Well, <laughs> she could have been the assistant, but, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I was like, where is she? Like, we, she got a blazer, got cleaned up, went to rehab for like a night. Now she's clean. Um, we're, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot her name, but whatever. I'm looking forward to her. Um, shoot. Okay, well, uh, let these fine folks know where they can uh, reach out to you online and consume all of your art and uh, and everything else. Yeah. Um, 
The website is Robert K. Jeffrey, J E F F R E Y dot com. That's Robert K. Jeffrey dot com. Uh, unlike April, I do have a job. Yeah. I do writing. <laughs> I do the freelance writing on the side. Um, so, yeah, so I got some books if you want to uh, check out some awesome comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Of course, that will be in the show notes um, along with. I don't know everything that we didn't do so far. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, and for me, Twitter Carefree Blur is the most immediate way to get in touch with me. Uh, here on this podcast, a light in the sky, AL four four hundred, and um, everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd. <laughs> and in the show notes, we'll have links to everything else as well. Um, yeah. So this has been another installment of a light in the sky. Uh, the official, no, the only 4400 recap review show. Uh, thank you all for going on this ride with us and continuing on. I'm, I'm excited to get to the end of season two just to see what happens. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, y'all. Um, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay, um, I don't know, away from Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much more, y'all have a good one. All right.